0: Okay, we are in Sefer Nechemya, Perit Tess, Pasuk Aleph, Ubayom Esrim Arba, Lachodesh Hazer. We saw in Perek Ches, the preceding Perik, a jubilant, exhilarating national celebration. The first Rosh Hashanah, followed by Sukkot, followed by Shemini Yatzeres, celebrated in Bayis Shani. and as Pasuk Aleph in Parakhes says, El like one man, everyone in the Judean community in Yerushalayim went to the Heichal, a square before the Heichal where a magnificent celebration was uh, to take place. And you cannot over exaggerate the importance and the effect this celebration had on the people. For one, you had Ezra, their leader, now well over a hundred years old, who had retired from public life, emerging with the safer Torah of Moshe, the scroll that Moshe himself had written and had been passed on through the generations to Ezra. And Ezra read it to the people and it had an amazingly profound effect on the people of Judea and what happens, what emerges from it is so effective was the impact that they realize now that they may have not kept their part of the bargain with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that they may have not kept the mitzvot, the covenants, the way to proceed in terms of Torah they may have let the Kaddish Baruch Hu down. And it creates an amazing movement of tshuva, one of the most amazing tshuva movements in our history, where suddenly B'nai Yisrael realizes how they have been so short of the mark in their observance, and they now go into a period of tanis, of fast and song, and Tshuva, and try to return to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So let's pick it up in Perek Tes, Pasuk Aleph. Hazeh So they have celebrated Tishrei. It is now the 24th day of Tishrei. Nesu B'nai Yisrael. B'nai Yisrael gathers, but this time they gather Bitsom, with fast, Ubisakim, the wearing sackcloth, adama Alehim, dust of mourning, all the signs of Avelus. In other words, they have understood what and how they have failed. Interestingly, it is on the 24th day, which is not the day immediately after. Shminiatseris, that would be Isruchag. It is the day after Israhag, and for the very simple reason that there is a Isr of Tanis. You're not allowed to fast uh, on Isruchag. That too has some remnants of the Simcha of Yantiv, and that they waited a day to begin what can only be described as a national day of fasting and confession. Some say that no. Uh, that year, the, the year was uh, intercalcated, so there were two days of Rosh Hashanah, so that it really is Isru and they did not want to wait a moment to begin this national tshuva. And it's also very interesting that now it says Nestu B'nai Yisrael. B'nai Yisrael gathers. And Rav Schwab, in his brilliant commentary, points out that they are no longer called, quote, B'nei Hagola, the children of the exile, or um, um, Mahashev, the uh, people who returned. They are called B'nei Yisrael. They have achieved that status. And so now they have gathered. And the first thing they do is separate from the intermarried wives and the children, the offspring of those intermarriages. Now, you will recall we saw Ezra at the very beginning of his stewardship of the people cause them to send away these wives. Apparently, it was not completed as supposed to have been, and B, there was a constant flow of stragglers from Babel to Yehuda who may have still had intermarried wives. And so, by the first thing they do separate the remnants of those intermarriages and the Bnei Nechor, the children of those intermarriages. By Yamdu, by Yisvadeh, Achatosehem avonos of and now they stand and they confess on their sins and the sins of their fathers they realize it and from this we get the template as it were for how mourning how a fast is conducted how Confession is conducted, as we will see. And so what they do, from this we learn that it is customary when one is doing vidui, one stands. And they are standing on their sins. Why would they do the sins of their fathers? Because we have learned in the Gemara one of the few times that the sins of the fathers we will bear punishment for is when the fathers did Avoda Zora and we still have not given up the Avoda Zora. So that they are confessing that the sins of their fathers, and as we're going to see, that Avoda Zora is a very big part of their Vidri because they have come to the realization that this is all from Avoda Zora. It was the worst part of their national character, and we are going to deal with that. So vayakumu alamdom, they stand up on their feet. Vayikruu b'sefer Torah Hashem elokhechem, they um, call or and read the Torah of their God. Ravius hayom, a quarter of the day. Ravius misvadim umistachavim laHashem elokhechem, and the rest. Of the part of the day, they read from the Torah, they do vidui, and they bow before the Kaddish Baruch. Hu. So, as we say, we learn from this that the a day of fast is as we celebrate it now. This is where we learn the fasting. In other words, you start in the fasting with a cheshbon ha-nefesh, the first part of the day, of the morning. You gather and you examine the sins, your failures. You then read from the Sefer Torah. You then read again from the Torah, which we do like Vayichal Hashem on a fast day and the Maftir of Dirshu Hashem B'Dershu, that you now pray to the Kaddish Farahu. You then resolve from that total introspection of the day to correct what you have, in fact, done. Now, we should point out that B'nai Yisrael is very concerned here. Part of the realization that they have failed in their relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is that you don't have to be uh, an architectural expert to see that the difference between Bayasheni and Bayash Rishon. Bayasheni, for all its Kedusha, comes nowhere near in grandeur, in the spectacle of Bayes Rishon, and they know it. More importantly than the, the spectacle is the fact that the Gemara tells us that there were at least five things missing in the Kodesh Kedushim from the first temple, Uh, that were not in the second temple, specifically the Aaron Kodesh itself. Secondly, the Luchos. Third, the Urim V'tumim. Fourth, the Ruach Hashem. Five, the Mun that was put in Genizah, was hidden, was not in the Kodesh Kodeshim. Moreover, they realized we're still not a sovereign nation. We may be in Yerushalayim, but we are under the rule of Paras. We're here through the kindness of Koresh and Daryavesh. We do not have our own sovereign, and they understand this, and they understand that it's part of their failing. And so now in this ceremony, there is a stand where the Leviyim stood. In right in the uh, Azara, where the Leviim sing their song each day of the uh, weekday during the Avodah. that's where the Leviim sing from. Here they are going to speak from. By Almala Ha Levim, on that special stand stand Yeshua, Uvanai, Kadmiel, Shavunya, Bune, Sharabia Bunai, Hanani. Eight Levites that represent and are now going to teach the people. They're not singing, they are giving the people very strong rebuke and instruction. And they cry out, the Levites, for Zaka So by Bakol means one thing, they are decrying the sin that has pervaded Bnei Yisra'el from day one, from the Midbar to the present of Odah The worship of other gods has been the root of their destruction. They realize it and they see it. Now we've learned that what is going to happen is finally the Anshei Knesset Hagdola pleads to the Kaddish Baruch Hu and obliviates the desire on B'nai Yisrael's part to do Avodah Zorah. Note, they are not able to overcome the taiva of Avodah Zorah. What they've done is they have obviated that people should want, in fact, Avodah Zorah. They've abolished The reason for doing Avodah Zorah, not Avodah Zorah itself. So miraculously, Avodah Zorah has by this time more or less receded into the background, but it is still what they decry as the singular cause of all the trouble, all the punishments. So by Yitzhakubakal God Al Hashem, they cry out to the Kaddish Baruch. And so, the Navi continues, and by Halavim, again Yeshua, the Kadmiel Bani, Cheshbonah, Sharabiah, Hodiah, Shivniah, Pachav, and now they exhort B'nai Yisrael. And what they exhort B'nai Yisrael to do, as we're going to see, is of course a return to Tshuva, but it is part history lesson. They are going to go back in our history, what brought us to this terrible state, how we can get out of it. It becomes, again, the model of Tzfilos, as we're going to see. What the Levites are about to say becomes a model for our Shemona Esrei. It becomes a model we see in Oz Yosha and Vayivorech David. It becomes part of our Slichos. It is a very important history lesson Plus tochacha, plus the way forward. So we begin with the Levites telling them, "Kumu barchu es Hashem, rise and pray to the Kodesh Baruch Hu Elohechem, your God, min ha olam ad olam, from one world to the other." This inclusion, min olam ad olam, is specifically Ezra. And the Anche based Knesset Hadola that institute the prayers we use today. Because until then, it was Olam I. Ezra was concerned that people would say they'll attribute the kingship of the Kodesh Barakhu to this world, to the Olam Haba. We're trying to say it's the Olam Haze as well as the Olam Bar. So both Olamos are included. And you are to be blessed with every Bracha that we say from at the beginning. And this is, of course, the Bracha of Shemon Esrei. Each, each parrot, each Bracha starts with its own praising Hashem. Hashem levadcha. You are the sole Creator of the world. Continued the Levites. Ata You have created the heavens. You have created all the constellations. the earth. The Khola Sher every single creature that crawls upon the earth is your making, Khadeshvahu. Hayamim the seas, the Khola She Bahem, the Atamachya Eskulam, you animate and give life to all of them. Utswaha Shamayim, l'cho Mishtachavim, and to you all the rest of the constellations, all of the rest of the creations bow, you are the sole creator, it is not a divided authority, it is you, the total sole creator that we recognize as such. Continues the Novi, And now the history lesson, you chose Avram, both Sasumir Kazdim, you took him out of the furnaces of Khaznim, the Samtoshmo Avraham, and made his name Avraham. Umatsasa Islavavo Nemonlufanacha. This is what we say each morning in Oz Yoshir, the Chorosimohabris. The Saisis Ores, Haknani, Lazaro. It is you who decreed to give us these Canaanite nations um, to us, to Abraham and his seed, his progeny. Uh, some of Fortune note that there are more than those Canaanite nations mentioned, not all are mentioned, the Yevusi are not mentioned, but they will be added later. And what you promised, what you assured Abraham, what you entered into a covenantal relationship, you fulfilled, because you are righteous. Vatera es ani avosenu bemitzrayim, and now the history lesson moves to Egypt. You saw our suffering. Ve'esakosam our cries shamata al yamsu. You listened to on. The Yamzov, vatitain oso sumosim l'paro, you gave signs and wonderments. So wonderment is something that's even more stronger than a sign. T'paro, u'bachol avodav, u'bachol amatzel ki adata ki he alehim v'atassel chasheim kayom hazeh, and you punish them because you knew. How they had oppressed us, and it made your name to this day. Kehizidu alehim answers the question that many Meforshim, including the Rambam asked. If Egypt was the instrument of the Kaddish Barhu in visiting punishment, they were his rod in inflicting punishment that the Kaddish Barhu decreed, why is Egypt being punished? They only did what was asked of them. The answer is in Kehizidu They went far beyond their original mandate. They were supposed to enslave them, yes, but they weren't supposed to kill the firstborn in the Nile. They were supposed to do certain things, but they weren't supposed to uh, starve them and beat them and assassinate them. So they enjoyed their God-given task and that's why they are being punished, notwithstanding that they were the instrumentality originally of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. On that sea you split the sea before them Israel went out on dry land, Esrofeim, Eshla and his pursuers sunk to the bottom uh, as a rock to the bottom of the sea and then on the journey the 40 year journey from Yamsuf to Eretzkanan you followed them with a fire at night and a cloud at day so that would show them the way and would protect them while Har Sinai, are and now on Har Sinai, you descended and you made a bris with them by teaching them mishpatim, him, the emes, chukim. told him you gave them everything. Mitzvos, chukim, chukim are those mitzvos which we don't have an explanation for. This, um, justice system, righteous system, emes of truth, you gave them. As Shabbos Kotchacha, in addition, you bestowed upon them the gift of Shabbos, Hodart Olaham, U Mitzvahs, Bechukim Visoroso, Sivisalahem Beyad, Moshe Adecha. Moreover, you gave them Balechemi Shamayim Nasata, Lahem Leravam, you gave them abundant manna from the heavens and umaya misella, water from the rock to satiate their thirst and you gave them everything they would need to inherit the land and so now in this history lesson the Levites are now going to show how seriously and egregiously they failed. B'nai Israel totally failed to uphold their part of the bris with the Kaddish Baruch And for that, we must wait till tomorrow, 8.45 a.m. Don't miss it. You will want to be there. Ad Khan.